Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in the Ivy League, a look inside the ancient eight teams in the Ivy League and their upcoming games with all of the stats, trends, and analysis that you want to hear. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Believe in the Ivy League. I am Tom Barton from TomBartonSports.com. Go check me out, TomBartonSports.com. Tom Barton Sports over on the X and the Twitter TomBartonSports at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with me. We have a lot to talk about. Merry Christmas out there, everybody, from the Ivy Leagues. Like I said last week, it was a it was going to be a slow week um, leading up, but there are some things and some nuggets that we can take away. I'm going to go back, look at the past week, look at the past games, and then move into this week where I do find some, some interesting spots, okay? Uh, some interesting spots where we can really take advantage of. Let's go back, though, d- jump right in last Saturday. Uh, Lemoy absolutely destroyed Dartmouth. Dartmouth is a team that, you know, I think people had higher hopes for. They're now 0-5 away. They're 3-7 and overall. They lose 80-54. to Not a lot of good to take away from what Dartmouth has done so far. Moving into the Ivy League schedule, maybe that will change. Uh, but overall, I just don't like what I see from them. Look, even on Monday, they came back and they beat, uh, you know, Thomas for Maine, uh, you know, a D2 school. Dartmouth won 77-48. to But I, I didn't love what I watched there, right? I didn't love the fact that they, they didn't put up huge numbers. I mean, Cornish put up 14-6, and six, but you could call it an exhibition game. When you're Dartmouth and you're at home, you don't really have the luxury of that. Now we move into Tuesday. Here was a game that I took advantage of. I, at TomBartonSports.com, I loved it. I took advantage of it. Cornell over Siena. Cornell came in. Uh, a decent favorite over uh, Siena, and their team total, people still just have not caught on. Vegas has not caught on the lines maker. The team total was relatively low. They win 95-74. Cornell's offense is absolutely explosive. I am all over this Cornell team. Eight and two on the year. Um, Gray went 16-4. and four. I know it's Siena, and it's not a big contest, but I like games like this. Look, I enjoy when a team that wants to make a statement, when a team wants to make noise, when a team wants eyes looking at them like Cornell does, they go out and they don't win. They absolutely hammer a team. And they hammer a team doing what they do best. You knew, if you're Sienna, you knew Cornell's going to come in, try to run the floor, and they're going to try to run up the score and be that explosive offense. You know that. And they still couldn't stop them. I love that. I love when they you are telling them, this is what I'm going to do, and you can't stop me. And that right now is what Cornell is doing. I think Cornell is still underrated in a lot of people's minds. I think Cornell is overly, overall very underrated as a whole, even in the Ivy League circles, people not paying attention to how far this offense can carry them. I really do believe that. Let's move over, and uh, we look at Thursday. You know, Thursday was two interesting games because Dartmouth could have beaten Sacred Heart. I, I really believe that they should have beaten them going into the game. And I'm like I said, I'm losing a lot of faith in Dartmouth. They're 0-6 away, 4-8 overall going after this game, right? Um, Mitchell Day had 14.6 rebounds. It was okay, but but Sacred Heart wins. Sacred Heart, a five-win team, basically even team. Dartmouth had the lead at the half, guys, right? Dartmouth had the lead, and they just fell apart in the second half, and their defense, once again, just cannot be trusted. 
I, I'm all but done with Dartmouth for making a run this year. I, I am. I, I'm all but but finished with Dartmouth. As for Harvard, look, Harvard came in as a double-digit favorite against Holy Cross, and I wondered why. Holy Cross is bad. I get it. They're 2-10 and ten on the year. But they've been playing everybody close, and Harvard hasn't shown much to me to say that they should be squashing teams. They're winning games, but they shouldn't be squashing teams. Harvard had this game fully in control for most of the game. They were up 42-32 at the half. They were up by 10 most of the second half. And suddenly, Holy Cross put on a late show, tied the game with like five seconds to go, and Harvard wins the game. Yeah, they're 8-3, and three and they're 5-0 and oh at home. Uh, Okpara, 26-6. and six. Yeah, they're doing nice things. But it's a worrisome trend to watch their defense fail in big spots like they continue to, to do here, right? I mean, it's just a worrisome spot. Move over to Friday now. Uh, we got a full slate of Ivy League games on Friday. And a full slate of games starts off Princeton against Delaware Valley. Princeton should win this game with ease. They're 10-1, 4-0 at home. They are trying to establish themselves before conference play as being the team to beat in this conference. I'm not sure I agree with that. I don't think the Delaware Valley win will uh, change that. But they got to keep the momentum going, and it'll be a good momentum type of game. Cornell, I just mentioned it. Cornell comes in. They're not quite a double-digit favorite, but they're a comfortable eight-point favorite against Robert Morris. They should go on the road and win this game. Robert Morris is 4-8 and eight overall. Uh, they are 3-3 three and three at home. Cornell's 8-2. and two. you got to go in there and win this game. By the way, the total is like 160. So people are starting to understand how good Cornell's offense have the ability to be against bad teams, even on the road. It's against good teams that you can still find some value in Cornell. I don't know if there's value in Cornell for the total here, but Cornell should win this game by double digits. Here's another spot like I was just talking about. You're supposed to beat a team. Go in there and do what you're supposed to do. Cornell, go in there and win this game by double digits. That's the what, what you need to do. That's the kind of game I want to see. Now, we just talked about Siena and their inability. Well, Brown, who's only 3-9, and nine, Brown comes in as a 12 or 11.5 or a 12-point favorite over Siena at home. I don't understand the justification for this. Look, Siena is not a good team, and I understand that. But Siena has the ability to keep games close, at least for a little while. Brown has shown nothing. What is Brown showing that they should be 11.5 or a 12-point favorite here? They're, they're not that team. Now, look. This isn't just talking about spreads. I'm just giving you the perception of the team, right? I'm not trying to just talk about, uh, you know, a betting standpoint. I'm giving you the perception of the team. People are expecting Brown to be a lot better than they are. It wouldn't shock me if Brown struggled this game and won this game by two, three points. That is a concern. That's a serious concern if you are a, a Brown fan. Look, maybe they win this game by 15, 20 points, and I'm completely wrong. But I just can't understand the justification here. Now, if I was a betting man, which I am, uh, I'm not taking Sienna. No, I'm, I'm laying off the game. But I'm really interested from an Ivy League standpoint to watch who is this Brown team, who I think we're going to find out um, on Friday and really dig in. And then the huge game, Kansas against Yale. It is going to be at the Allen Fieldhouse in Lawrence, Kansas. Kansas is a huge favorite. Look, Yale has not shown the ability to be a team that we can trust, even in this spot. Kansas might be in a look-ahead spot. Kansas might be over able to kind of breeze past Yale here, and I think that they do. Look, if this game was early in the year and maybe it was the perception of what people believed Yale to be, I could I could make a case for Yale going in there and catching Kansas a little off guard, maybe. Um, if this was later in the year and, you know, tournament time, and maybe Yale could catch them, maybe. This is not the Yale team that I expected them to be. They're two and three on the road, seven and five overall. This is not who I expected the Yale team to be. And I was down on Yale compared to everybody else. Nobody expected this type of Yale team to have these kind of struggles. This is a bad spot right before the holidays to go into Allen Fieldhouse, one of the few places that 
days before, Friday night before, uh, you know, the kids go back home for Christmas, it will still be packed. It will still be a packed field house. I just hate this game for Yale. I hope they keep it close. I really do. I think it's just a bad positional spot for Yale to be in, and, and it's a tough spot for them to be in. Finally, Saturday, Penn against Ryder. Uh, Penn will be the prevailing favorite there. But again, Penn 7-5 and five overall, 0-2 away. It's not a game. You know, Ryder's 3-8. and eight. It's not a game that Penn could take lightly because lightly, they shouldn't be taking any games lightly. You know, the Ivy Leagues right now, um, what we're looking at with the Ivy Leagues this year is, generally speaking, it, 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 it's a little bit disappointing what the Ivy Leagues had done. They came out like a house on fire. And now we're staring at conference staring at what conference play could possibly mean and what conference play could be, could be. And I'm a little concerned. You know, I really am. I'm a little concerned when you turn around and you look at what the Ivy Leagues can be this year. Uh, look, I'm always hoping for a two-bid league. We're not going to get a two-bid league, right? Um, but you start to look at this and you go, okay, you know, Brown is 3-9, and nine, Dartmouth is 4-8. and eight. Can things change around during the conference play? Sure. Have you seen anything in Brown or Dartmouth to tell you that they will? No. Then you have Penn and Yale at seven and five. Both of them have the ability, and a lot of publications thought that they would be in this thing. I just don't see it. I don't think that this is the year for Penn or Yale to make some kind of run. Columbia and Harvard are eight and three, and we'll throw Cornell at eight and two. I do think Cornell can steal this this conference. I do. And then, of course, Princeton's ten and one. Princeton's the prevailing favorite, right? And we know that. And and it is what it is. Princeton is on top of the mountain. I think that it's just, um, for me to go on and on about how good Princeton is would be just repetitive, right? I, they are the favorite, and that's the way it is. I'm looking for somebody who could take them out. Yale had the defensive player of the year from the Ivy Leagues coming back, uh, probably the offensive player of the year coming, and they, they haven't done much. They still have the ability, but they haven't done much. I expect them to fall to 7-6 and six this week. That's not good. So you have Harvard, Columbia, and Cornell. Cornell can be the team to knock them off. I don't love what I've seen in Harvard. I was a lot higher on Harvard than anybody going into the season. I don't love what I've seen from Harvard, and Columbia is a great feel-good story, but I don't think that Columbia has the staying power when you're talking about overall approach to knock off a Princeton. To me, going into Ivy League play where we stand now, yes, this is still certainly Yale's, uh, I'm sorry, Princeton's conference to win, I think Cornell could take it. I think this is two teams right now. If you change my mind, you can. Plenty of time to change my mind. Right now, I'm looking at Cornell and Princeton in a two-person battle, a two-team battle, and that's it. The other two teams, uh, they'll get into a playoff. I think we're on a collision course for Cornell-Princeton Ivy League Championship game. All right, guys, that's going to do it for me. Merry Christmas out there to everybody. I hope you guys have a really good week. Enjoy your family. Enjoy giving presents as much as getting presents. Have a good week in the Ivy Leagues, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.